Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One of the best events of a Star Trek series is the fan-serving crossover episodes, where characters from one series appear in another. These have occurred in all the modern series and wholeheartedly deserve their status as prestigious TV events, given how they unify fan bases and their inevitable effect on ratings. And while some appearances were brief, such as Commander Riker in the Voyager episode Death Wish, others had the entire episode built around them, like Sarek, and the results have often been a mixed bag, despite how well the idea of crossovers is invariably received. Inevitably, not all of the crossovers were such a good idea, like that Enterprise episode. And in other cases, we We've had very brief nods to the fans with 30-second appearances in episodes such as Quark turning up in Star Trek The Next Generation, although he was also meant to appear in Star Trek Insurrection, but the scene was cut. Other episodes were just unsatisfying, like Sons of Moog in Deep Space Nine. Now, of course, the best episodes are certainly an easier prospect to swallow, but to commemorate the fact that not every episode can be as great as perhaps was intended. So without further ado, I'm Amy from What Culture Horror, and here are 10... <coughs> Uh, excuse me, what do you think you're doing? Shoo, this is my channel. Thank you. I'm Elliewood Trek Culture, here with a list of the 10 worst crossover episodes in Star Trek history. Number 10, Caretaker Star Trek Voyager. Caretaker took the approach of having Deep Space Nine appear as a location at the start of the episode, with Quark and Morn both making very brief appearances. Of course, one little crossover point which is missed sometimes is the character of Gull Evek, who appeared in Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and The Next Generation. And much like The Walking Dead, it spent an odd volume of time with the cast on a farm. The two-part episode really dragged in the middle until Harry Kim and Balana Torres finally get back on board Voyager. And frankly, destroying the Marquis vessel just made no sense in that manner at all. The entire episode felt like a missed opportunity. The crossover element of Caretaker was just to get the ball rolling for Voyager. Of course, towards the later series, you would have two The Next Generation characters appearing on a semi-regular basis, to the extent that Reginald Barkley ended up appearing in more episodes of Voyager than he did in The Next Generation. Whilst those could be considered crossovers at the start, by the time Troy appeared for the third time, it was less a crossover and more a recurring character. 
Number 9. Encounter at Farpoint, Star Trek The Next Generation Encounter at Farpoint was the pilot episode of Star Trek The Next Generation and launched a continuous period of some 18 years of Star Trek on television until the final episode of Star Trek Enterprise. It isn't a traditional crossover story at all, but does feature a cameo from the late DeForest Kelly as Admiral McCoy. Kelly refused to take anything more than the scale rate of pay for appearing in the episode. He felt that this was a way to say thank you for Star Trek and hoped that his appearance would boost ratings and publicity for the new series. Apart from this and a mention of Captain Kirk's Enterprise in The Naked Now, this would be the only inclusion of any element seen in the original series for some time to come. Farpoint is looked upon fondly due to it being the pilot of the next generation, but really it isn't a particularly fabulous episode, much like the other episodes in the first season. This was partly in how it was written. The Q storyline was shoehorned into the story in order to expand it to a two-part episode and so it just didn't fit with the other story. Number 8. Q-less Star Trek Deep Space Nine Q-less was a direct sequel to the Next Generation episode Cupid and featured the return of Q and Vash in their only appearance in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It was the last of three appearances in the franchise for Vash, but Q would make a couple more appearances in the Next Generation, as well as a bunch in Voyager. Much like Q's interactions with Picard has the standout scene of the courtroom, the entity's sole appearance alongside Sisko does too. But this involves Sisko punching him in the face, probably one of the most memorable and funny moments from the first season of Deep Space Nine. Q was a bit untapped for Deep Space Nine, mostly because we just didn't get a sense of a similar relationship with Sisko that he had with Picard and would later have with Janeway. We never really got to find out what the Prophets or Q thought of each other, or if there was any relationship between the two. The only problem is that how do you explain Q coming back again and again to Deep Space Nine? And the character wouldn't have fit in at all during the Dominion War seasons. Number 7. Emissary Star Trek Deep Space Nine Emissary was the pilot of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It turned the crossover cameo in a Star Trek pilot into an expectation. A lot of setup occurs in this episode, but some of the more interesting scenes are those with Commander Sisko and Captain Picard. You see, at the start, there is quite a bit of animosity between Sisko and Picard, as while Picard was assimilated by the Borg during the best of both worlds, the Borg destroyed the USS Saratoga, resulting in the death of Sisko's wife. The Picard appearances bookend Emissary in order to show the character growth of Cisco during the events that occur in the episode. It was initially planned for there to be a major crossover episode with Deep Space Nine and the Enterprise D for the end of the first series of Deep Space Nine. This didn't happen, unfortunately for us crossover fans, and instead the first series was closed with In the Hands of the Prophets instead. Emissary is the best Star Trek pilot when considered in hindsight, but because some of the crossover episodes are of such higher quality, it pushes this one down to the worst list. A shame really, because I'm sure this would appear in many people's top 20 lists of Deep Space Nine. Number 6. False Prophets Star Trek Voyager this is probably one of the least noticed crossover episodes as it didn't feature any well-known stars from a different Star Trek series. False Prophets was a Voyager episode which acted as a sequel to the Next Generation episode The Price. Both of those episodes featured the Ferengi character of Arador and Cole. While Dan Shaw came back to play the part of Arador, Cole was a non-speaking role in the first episode and so was recast for Voyager. After being stranded at the other end of a wormhole in the Next Generation episode, the Ferengi arrive at a planet 
and immediately poses gods, leaving Voyager with a conundrum about how to remove them. False Prophets was an interesting follow-up to The Price, but didn't deliver the crossover spectacle that we've come to expect. The problem with False Prophets is just that there is nothing to stand out, and it ends up being a fairly average Voyager episode. You know what I mean. It involves some funny makeup for Neelix, who appears as a Ferengi, and some scenes that I can only describe as shenanigans. There are some good Ferengi episodes in Deep Space Nine, and this isn't even in their lead. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Number 5. Birthright Star Trek The Next Generation One of the two stories in Birthright has Data working alongside Julian Bashir when the Enterprise visits Deep Space Nine. The android is caught by an energy discharge and begins to dream. Well, that's our crossover. It wasn't originally intended to have Bashir appear in the episode. Instead, it was meant to be Jadzia Dax, but Terry Farrell was busy filming the Deep Space Nine episode Move Along Home. It is a blessing that Birthright isn't as bad as Move Along Home, but neither of the two stories are that engaging. On the one hand, you have Worf investigating a colony of Klingon-Romulan hybrids, and in the other story you have Data dreaming about his father being a blacksmith. While both stories seem like they could have had ongoing effects to the characters, neither are ever mentioned again. Another actor who is better known for a different role in the franchise also appears in this episode, James Cromwell. He appears as Zephron Cochran in Star Trek First Contact and appears in Birthright as Jaglum Shrek, but is barely recognisable under the makeup. His part was to have been bigger in this two-part episode, but he broke his leg between the first and second parts and he had to be written out. Number 4. Sons of Moog Star Trek Deep Space Nine Sons of Moog featured the return of Kern, the brother of Worf, in his only appearance in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Kern had a bit of a character arc alongside Worf in his Star Trek The Next Generation appearances, and frankly, it is always good to see Tony Todd on screen. Just take a look at his other appearance in Deep Space Nine as an older Jake Sisko in 
handy visitor if you want to look at what Todd can do. This episode was a proper crossover, but wasn't much of a surprise as since Worf joined the crew of Deep Space Nine, it was just a matter of time before his brother showed up. Although Kern appearing was initially pleasing, it just seems very out of character to find that he wanted to die because of the dishonor to his house, something he had dealt with before. Kern ends the episode with his mind wiped and his face changed and with no idea left that he is Worf's brother. It still would have been fairly easy to revisit the character in later episodes despite the memory loss, but it was a plot point that was left open which the writers never returned to. Number 3. Past Prologue Star Trek Deep Space Nine The first of two mentions of the Duras sisters in this list, Past Prologue is the only time they appeared in Deep Space Nine. This is an appearance that sometimes gets overlooked because the episode is remembered for a different reason. It features the first appearance of Garrick. The Klingons are selling bomb-making chemicals to a Bajoran terrorist who is seeking to permanently close the wormhole so that Bajor will be left alone by both the Federation and the Cardassians. The episode has some high highlights, but it is a mostly Kira-driven episode rather than a proper crossover. Including the Duras sisters was a nice touch, but really it's another nod to the fans rather than anything interesting. They could have been simply replaced by new characters and there would have been no difference to the plot. While it was an interesting episode to give an indication that not all Bajorans were fond of the Federation, it just didn't gel. While it was meant to introduce Garrick, it actually ended up being the character's only appearance during season one. It was simply one of those dodgy aliens turns up on the station and medal episodes. Number two, Firstborn, Star Trek The Next Generation. Firstborn is that Worf Alexander episode of The Next Generation that featured an Alexander from the future coming back in time to make his younger self become a warrior in order to prevent the murder of Worf. All in all, it's actually an interesting episode which is something akin to Deep Space Nine's The Visitor, although not nearly held up to such high esteem. It is an Alexander-heavy episode, which isn't necessarily a good thing. While this isn't as bad as Fistful of Daters or Cost of Living, it isn't great in hindsight. What makes it even less interesting or relevant is that Alexander later appeared in Deep Space Nine having not taken the path that the future Alexander here was concerned about. It features a very brief cameo from Quark as the Enterprise crew are investigating the action of the Duras sisters and call on him to find out some information. He appears for a single conversation on the view screen of the Enterprise. But I guess the point of this episode wasn't to have it be a crossover. It's an interesting take on the idea proposed by the visitor but misses out because it didn't have Tony Todd. Number 1. These are the Voyages Star Trek Enterprise these are the voyages had so many issues that it's difficult to list them all. The premise itself was okay. The final adventure of the Enterprise NX-01 is watched on the holodeck of the Enterprise D, but it was riddled with problems. The romance between T'Pol and Trip, which had been built up for two years, was totally brushed aside. Despite the course of several years having passed since the previous episode, the entire Enterprise crew, and the ship for that matter, looked exactly the same. Plus, both Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis are simply a great deal older than during the Pegasus, the episode that the holodeck scenes are meant to be during. It isn't their fault, and in fact Brent Spiner didn't appear in person as Data as he thought he was too old for the part at the time. Plus, you have the matter of Trip's death which was just plain stupid, to the extent that they've tried to rectify it in the novelizations following the end of the series. All in all, the episode is just a silly way to force some the next generation into Enterprise, and Rick Berman and Brannon Braga should be ashamed. It's not just the worst crossover episode, but a contender for the worst episode of the franchise, period. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.